Have you ever found yourself feeling out of control and overwhelmed with all the chaos in the world? As mothers, we're dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Joyfully Prepared guides and reassures mothers that they can create a home of love, unity, and laughter, as well as produce an atmosphere of resourcefulness and resilience. I know a lot about a few things and a little about a lot of things. I'm your host, Wendy Bergen, and this is the Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Joyfully Prepared Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm very excited to introduce you to my guest today. Welcome to Kent and Amy Bowler. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. We are too. Kent and Amy Bowler help families to solidly connect to God and know with surety who they are as God's children so that they choose to stand up and live with God's power and strength as his modern day heroes. They have been training parents how to work effectively with their youth for over a decade and have been mentoring and coaching youth for 25 years. They have seven heroes of their own, six grandchildren, and have been homeschooling from the beginning of time. With revolutionary families, they highlight powerful paradigms and simple solutions that they have put to the test to help families create a home that is a sanctuary from a troubled world, a place where children feel safe, trusted and loved, a place where they learn to step into their genius, to take on real responsibility and to stand in their greatness as they make a meaningful difference for good in the world. In short, they help parents to raise heroes. That's a beautiful last line. They help parents to raise heroes. I think it's beautiful. So thanks again for coming on. And I just wanted to find out how you guys got started. Where did this all begin? Well, thanks, Wendy. Super happy to be here. Well, to answer your question, we have, like you said, seven children. <laughs> and and we have always felt like we were really good parents, <laughs> like we were doing a bang up job. Just, maybe not the first couple of years. <laughs> maybe not the first couple of years, but still felt like we were doing a good job. And then, you know, we've, we have five boys, two girls. And, and we had a boy that had some real struggles. And then we had another boy who had some real struggles and, and going through this the second time with these hard, hard struggles, dealing with addiction, with poor choices, with all kinds of consequences, right? We, we were (laughs) not feeling so great about our parenting anymore And, and just really wondering what else we could do to help our son. And, and so we were, we were, we were trying everything that we knew how and reaching out. We had mentors, we were hiring uh, therapists, counselors, uh, legal counsel, all kinds of help. And, and I ended up going uh, with this son to a conference that was focused on addiction and, and went to the conference and spent time there. And while we were up there, my son got to spend some one-on-one time with uh, one of the organizers of the event. And then afterwards, I met with that same organizer, with that counselor. And and the counselor basically said to me, you know, what you're doing with your son is, is keeping him where he's at. It's keeping him from making any progress. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, And I came home and I shared that, you know, drove four or five hours back home, shared that with Amy and and she wasn't too thrilled with that. No, <laughs> I was mad. I'm like, 
I think it's probably because I wasn't there, but also I, I think that's part of being a mother is we are, get really emotionally involved in what is going on with our children. And, and I feel like we have invested everything into our children and given them everything. And I am thinking, how can he blame us? It's our son who's making the poor choices. We are doing the best that we can to be good parents. And we are good parents. We are doing good things. And he's saying, it's our fault that he's making poor choices. This can't like, no, I was, yeah, I was mad. Um, and that was the, that was the initial thing, but luckily it didn't, it didn't last that long. And luckily, um, God is patient with us and, and, we were able to um, step back and that really became a huge wake up call for us. And it ended up being some of the best advice we've ever received as parents and helped us to open our eyes to see, you know what? There are things that we are doing that are not helping him. Mm -hmm. And there are changes that we need to make. And, and we, we figured out what those were. We found some help. We found guidance mm -hmm. and, and we're able to then start seeing our son actually make changes as we changed our hearts and changed the things that we were even changing our hearts, changed our actions. And then, I mean, so much of this happened slowly, happened organically, mm -hmm. but real real difference um to the point where if you see this this son today um it's he's not the same person um and that progress i mean you can't as a parent you can't measure that you can't even value what that what that is how much that means to you because that's what we want as parents we want we see that our children can be these amazing people if they will make these good choices and step into their greatness and become the heroes they were born to be even though right now they may not be showing it right. very very true i can hear in your voices and tell because i know you as well that even though this um, advice that you received was kind of a kick in the gut, <laughs> it ends up being the best thing that ever happened to your family, right? Yeah, yeah, so huge. And and that's where you know we found we found we found tools, we found mm -hmm. steps, we found ways that made a huge difference, not just with this son, but with other children mm -hmm. too. And and changing a lot of the dynamics in our home and really the way we parented. Mm -hmm. And and then we started to realize that we want to help others too. And we actually first started by reaching out to youth and doing workshops for youth and um, and helping them. And we did a lot of live workshops and online things, helping youth and then realizing that we wanted to not only help youth, but also their parents. Mm -hmm. Because if we just help the youth, then they go home to their family. And if parents didn't get the paradigm changes like we did, that we, we need to be in it together with our youth. And so that's when we changed it to revolutionary families and that's where we feel so called to strengthen the entire family and to, to help youth. So in our university, we have workshops for the youth directly where they learn tools, they learn inspiration, and they get strengthened. And then also workshops for the parents 
And in those workshops, the parents learn tools and things to ways to help them see what we did, those changes that we saw um, in hopefully a lot faster way than we learned it um, because we we've gone through those experiences ourselves and then and then ways to bring the whole family together and find that strength and that peace that we are searching for without without giving up on our kids we we know they can do it and i think in, in a lot of times in our world it's like it's so overwhelming that as parents one of the tendencies is just to say you know i just i can't do it like i we just got to like ride it out just hang in there till they become adults and and that's not a solution either we they there's more there's more and even when they're to the point where there's addiction and there's serious issues which we have faced there's hope that's it's not the end and it's never too late i i agree with that so completely and i i hope that the the mothers who are listening to this podcast that they can feel your hope for them because yeah. right yes. and totally. because it, there is always hope it's never yeah. you don't just you don't throw them away and, yeah. and just white not some days you do some days you just white right. knuckle through the day but yeah. those are just here and there the a chocolate usually helps that but you know <laughs> <laughs> usually and um but Ken, I'd love for you to speak. Um, you did so back in the previous episode, episode number four, about these mothers with hope and how they really are doing such a great job. Right. The, the fact that you're here, that you're listening to this, speaks volumes about who you are. It speaks volumes about the love that you have for your children. It speaks volumes about the care that you have in your heart. And, and to me, that is precious. That is tender. That is, it's so amazing. It's so wonderful that there are people like you, moms who care so much, mothers who have that mothering instinct, that mother's heart, that love regardless, that love anyway, that see their children and, and love them always. And that is just so beautiful. And I, I applaud you for being here and for doing the best that you know how to continue in that fight because it is a real fight and to continue serving and loving your children and helping them to become great. Even though in the, in the day to day, it's hard and you might feel like you're, you're at your wits end and that you don't have the, the solutions yet they will come and we have been there when we're on our knees and pleading with god to help us find the answers and to find the help it will come thank you so much you know i was i was thinking about my own journey with my children my teenagers um and i still have a few coming coming through the shoot myself but speak to speak about if you will i'm not going to tell you what to do but you know speak about how gratitude plays a huge part in this. Oh, that's awesome. I, um, we, we have a tool that we call proof positive journal. I think a lot of, a lot of us have heard of gratitude journals, which are so beautiful. It is such a powerful thing. And so this is a little bit of a twist on that. Um, it is, it's one of our favorite tools that has its, 
it's an easy thing to do, which is one of the reasons that I love it, but it also has so much power. So, and, and the other thing that's cool about it is you can do it no matter where your youth is, no matter what age they are or what stage of connection you currently have. Even if they are very mad at you and not in a place where they're receptive, this can still be a tool that can impact your relationship. Um, and, and so it's, it's step kind of a step beyond that gratitude. It's thinking about one thing that they have done good today. And basically you're being grateful for that and you're writing it down. And so I, I, when I very first started to do it, I know it was inspiration that I got this idea because I was at a place with a different child where I didn't, I I had a hard time thinking of anything good that he was doing. And I was, I was having trouble feeling love for him in my heart or any Mm -hmm. kind of gratitude. And so, so then I, I just turned to the back of my own journal and I just wrote the number one and I wrote one good thing he had done that day. And it started out very small. Like he said, thank you after dinner. That's a positive thing. And it was tangible. And, and I could look back and think he did it. It was real. He did it. And then the next day I did it again. Another thing that day that he had done. And pretty soon you start to see, we have this list of evidence Mm. of my child's goodness right now for the past 10 days. Look at he's done 10 good things. And there's something so powerful about our brain that when we focus on the good, when we are grateful for the good that they are doing, that good starts to show up more often. Mm-hmm. It is, and it wasn't the kind of thing where I wrote one thing down and the next morning at breakfast, I'm like, listen to this. I'm so proud of you, buddy. You did this. A lot of times our teenagers aren't ready to hear that. And they hear us say that, especially if we're like over the top excited and it might push them away more. This is something for us in our hearts with our gratitude and our feeling of love toward them. Because it is real, like these aren't fake things. Like my boy is a nice guy. He is a great, great man. These are very specific things. You are giving evidence to yourself. Now there inevitably there's going to be times where these things will come out. They'll come out naturally in your conversations where it'll just, maybe you'll be on the phone talking to your friend and, and they'll, your child will overhear you say, you would not believe all the kind things I've seen my son do this past week. I mean, it's, it's unreal. I just saw him pat his little brother's back and tell him good job at the soccer game. I mean, I'm so blown away. But, but it's not, it's not scheduled. It's not planned. It will just come out because it's a part of you because it's what you're focusing on. And that is, that is the thing that has made such a difference in, in my own heart. And, and anytime I start to feel myself, um, unsure of a child and how, like, you start to doubt them, you start to feel like I am not grateful for how they're doing right now because it is not good. And, you know, you start to feel annoyed or any mm-hmm. kind of negative th- feeling about them or even a concern. Like, I'm worried about their social interactions. I'm worried about how they're doing in school. Anything like that, you just bring it to your proof positive and you start writing down, okay, I'm going to look for the positive. 
where is it? Let, you know, maybe you need to say a prayer and ask for some help to find Mm. that. But then those things will start coming and it will change everything. I think that is so awesome. I really, that just filled me all up with joy. Thank you so much. (laughs) It is awesome. It really is. And I, you know, I've had, I was thinking about, I'm like, I've had those moments. I haven't really written them down, but I've had moments like that. And I've tried to, uh, I've tried to share them here and there with the kids, but to, to keep a running journal, especially when, when you have a big family, that's probably its own, you know, but um but the fact that you're you as a parent you're searching for the good yes. when when they're causing you so you're allowing them to cause you so much pain because yeah. they're they're trying to figure all this stuff out right yeah. and they're struggling yeah. they are they're struggling with the all the influences on their life in their life and that and i i and like i said i found Sometimes I, I bring up the moments, like you were saying, you don't scare, like, Hey, by the way, I just noticed this really great thing about you. Yeah. But maybe a week ago, you, or a week later, you're like, by the way, I just wanted you to know, I noticed that thing that you yeah. did and it made yeah. a difference in, in me and in our family. So thank you. Right. And they, yeah. they appreciate that respect. Don't you think? Yes. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. This is, this is actually next level psyops. What we're doing. Psyops, I love it. So, so there's some science behind this back in the 1960s, there was a study done mm-hmm. where they went into an elementary school and they went to the teacher at the beginning of the year and told her, you know, we, we administered this test to your students before coming in and starting the year. And this was a test to find out their capability, their ability to learn, they're all this great stuff. And, and so they told the teacher, we don't want you to do anything differently. This is just really kind of an FYI, but these five individuals were off the charts on this test is superb, uh, you know, great ability to learn. And, and we think they're going to be still in your class. Don't treat them any differently. Just, you know, just heads up. And then at the end of the year, they came back and they did another test And no surprise, right? Those five were once again off the charts. They were far superior than the rest of the class. Well, the interesting thing about the study is that at the beginning of the year, those five were chosen at random. They were chosen randomly. There was no test administered. Mm -hmm. And, And this study has been replicated over and over again in different environments, different ways, different ages with adults. And, and what it's, what we find out as we think about that, learn from that study is that we as human beings can feel what other people feel about us. We can feel what they believe about us. And if you think about yourself as a mom, your children know your heart. It's true. They do. Yeah. They do. And what this proof positive journal does is it turns our focus to the good things. It turns us away from the dirty socks. It turns us away from the complaining. It turns us away from focusing on all those things that get under our skin and push our buttons, right? And, and, and get us annoyed. And it helps us instead to build this big body of evidence that says, wow, look at that. My child did this. Whoa, look at that. My child did that. Yeah. Right. And every day we add another, another rung to that ladder and we build more on that big stack of evidence. And it just shows us. It's like, look, look, brain, 
my child is amazing. (laughs) My child has got this. My child can, my child will. Yeah, he made a mistake. He fell down yesterday. That's okay. No big deal. Because I know and feel that my child is enough, that they're worthy, that they're beautiful. And that changes the feeling in our heart. Mm -hmm. And when that feeling changes in our heart as the parent, for sure our child feels that from us and it changes everything. It changes the relationship. It changes the connection and it, and it frees them from the bondage of us seeing them in just the negative. And now we see them in the positive and now they can live in that positive. Yeah. And that, and that's, we experienced it firsthand with, with that older son. And when, when we did this proof positive, we felt our hearts gradually start to change. Mm. And then he started to change too. And it, it's, it's almost like magic. And that's why we call it psyops because because <laughs> it's something that you're doing kind of in the background, but so, so powerful. Right. We're not trying to change the child's behavior. We're not doing behavior modification, right? We're, we're still holding to our, our boundaries, right? We're not mm-hmm. letting go of any of those, right? We still have our family systems, our family rules, this, this is strictly, though, about what we feel and what we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And as we change our hearts, it changes that relationship and they blossom and bloom. And it is beautiful. It is beautiful. Thank you. That, oh, my gosh, that's good stuff. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. it, it just it warms my heart to know that you guys are experts in this and that there are parents who want this in their family. They just need this tool, this skill. Yes. And yes. I, I'm just so grateful um, for you sharing this. That, that's fantastic. I love fantastic <sighs> things. So I have one more question for you. Yes. And how did you come to name your business Revolutionary Families? Oh, great question. So we have we have loved teaching and studying about the Revolutionary War for many years and really look up to a lot of those heroes, specifically George Washington and mm. other people of great character that we have. I think John Adams is one of our other favorites, but we love studying about these people and the things that they did that made huge changes in the government. And, and likewise, we wanted to help youth and parents to make revolutionary changes in their families and that it's possible in a short amount of time. It's possible with some key tools and changes in our paradigms. And when we make those key changes, it can, we can have, we can see revolutionary progress in our youth and in our families. And, and that's the idea. We also like to teach stories from these founding mm-hmm. eras because those people are, a lot of them are inspiring and they can inspire us to step up to yeah. our greatness and, and help our youth to become heroes. A lot of times, if we find an example from history or from, from, you know, outside of us, we want other witnesses to great characteristics. And so those are a lot of the heroes that we like to teach from. Wonderful. Well, I, I really appreciate that. So tell, um, tell the listeners where they can find you. If you go to revolutionaryfamilies.com, you'll find us there and there's Mm -hmm. stuff that you can download to get you started. And we also have a podcast called revolutionary families, parenting heroes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And for those of y'all listening, um, you can also go to the show notes and find all the links and you can click and interact with Kent and Amy and 
um, learn their other magical, wonderful ways of <laughs> working with their with their youth. I'm I'm very thankful. I've learned so much today myself, and so I really appreciate you guys taking the time to to come on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Wendy, and thanks for the work that you're doing for for mothers and families and to to those who care so deeply for their children. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Joyfully Prepared. I'm grateful for you and appreciate you inviting me into your life. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about this delightful podcast. Leaving a joyful review would earn you all sorts of karma points too. I invite you to join my free Facebook group at www.joyfulprepgroup.com and join with other like-minded mothers.